What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Frame Skip Podcast, your weekly dose of video game news and conversations. I am joined, as always, by the muse of the South, Austin Eller. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Love doing, to man? be here, man. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It feels good to be here on a Wednesday evening recording with you all. Got a lot to talk excellent. about. Excellent. Excellent. And his return from his exile, <laughs> the coach, Kyle Newman. <laughs> Welcome back, coach. What's up, bro? Not much. How are you? Good. I just have one thing to say. All right. That's Bad it. One thing. Bad Batch season four is hot. I haven't seen I haven't seen any of the Bad Batch because I'm not really interested in them. So, although I did see they're 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 teasing Asajj Ventress. Everyone's having a meltdown because she died in the book that was so good. Um, but I I trust that they're not going to wreck on it. So, oh, I think they are going to wreck on the book. I don't think so, especially because he the director literally came out and said he's not going to wreck on it. Oh, he did. <laughs> Yeah, Dave He's Filoni. In, I didn't see that. So it was, uh, it was, it was, it was one of the people that were. I think it was either Dave Filoni or, but they said like they understand that people's concerns, but don't worry because it's not going to get wrecked on. Also, it doesn't make sense because she has her curved red, or not red lightsabers. But so I will say this. <clears throat> I will say this. The first four episodes of this season, if you watch them together, it's like a mini movie, and it's one of the best things that Disney Star Wars has put out. Since like um, the first two episodes of the Book of Boba. Okay. Yep. And My George team. isn't George isn't here to defend Book of Boba Fett this week. So what a disappointing show. I was here to give him shit about those loser Celtics he loves. But <laughs> where's he at? I'm here. I'm here, boy. What's up? <laughs> And rounding out the cast, my good buddy, one half of the Alpha Nerds, Pedro Carasquilla. I am tickled pink to be here on the gaming arena set. Wait, no, 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 wait, wait. Retro yeah. modern net. No, no, no. It's, it's frame skip. <laughs> frame skip. I'm happy to be here. That's a low blow. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm great. Uh, I found out today as I was, I was, I was working out at the jail after work. And I was, I was, um, had some music going, and one of the inmates came cleaning. He's like, "Oh, are you divorced?" I was like, "What?" And he go, and apparently listening to like Bad Wolves or like Rev Theory is divorced rock. Apparently, <laughs> I can kind of see it. I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, this dude's like a young dude, twenty, like he's like twenty, twenty-one years old. Like, and now you just told me I was old, essentially. Like, oh, thank you, thank you for that. I hey, well, that. like straight up, doesn't. It doesn't. Is it? Is it Rev Theory that has that song? The bitch came back. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. It was. It so. was on my. It was on my like Amazon discovery mix. Like I just throw on a, a playlist as I lift, and yeah, I was like, oh, all right. I just le- I left with a wounded ego. So thank you for that. But we're here. No, that, Theory of a Dead Man is uh, is that song. Pretty pretty. <laughs> I mean, like it's, that's that's quite a bit, but. Anyway, gentlemen, I would like to start out the conversation this week with um, a topic. How do you guys feel about unpaid child labor? In uh, general sense, uh, like I don't like in, it. 
as, as in like in what context like telling your kid to mow the lawn or like no you- so <laughs> i thought about this because i as you guys know tonight at 10 o'clock it's rebirth i'm i'm dead set on making this a good day right yeah so i'm gonna go to my favorite sub shop today it's like 4 30 i just woken up took the took the dog out I was like, hey, let's go let's go for a drive so i go to my favorite sub shop in my town and they make some I mean, they're top notch. They're really, really good. So I walk in and the lady who I assume is the mom is at the counter and she takes my order and a child walks in. I swear to God, the child is like 12 or 13 years old, takes his book bag off behind the counter. And this lady goes, oh, I'm glad you're here. This guy just ordered an Italian Supreme. I'm like... Whoa. That, that sucks. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, the kid listen. Went back, the kid went back, made my hoagie, brought it out to me, and I'll tell you what. Did, did a great job. job. Stellar. Yeah. Stellar yeah. job. So he, but so I was he's, like, he's not unpaid then. He's got a roof over his head. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, mid, mid, damn, this kid's got a rough, got rough. He comes home after hey. after school and just immediately gets sent to the kitchen. Like, but hey, he made that sick sandwich, right? I mean, he's clearly Dude. got some skill. I mean, this kid, yeah. this kid, we this need kid to find this child. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean he, you don't need you don't need to look very hard. He's at the, he's <laughs> he's at the restaurant. Yeah. Listen, he's gonna take over that business one day and be making some dough and hey, like not literally dough, but like money and uh, no, literally he's dough. Be doing great. Yeah, he's also, literally dough. Yes, I mean, I think that's perfectly reasonable. Listen, it gets the family business. Like, it's funny. Like, it's funny you bring that up though, Seth, because we reported at my work. We reported like a couple years ago at. This place up in the North Georgia mountains, there's like this fast food chain down here. I don't know if you guys have it up north called Zaxby's. It's kind of like a Chick-fil-A-esque, like chicken centric fast food place. And I remember very clearly we reported something last year about how they were hiring these like 13 year old kids to run the fryer in the back, which uh, seems a little, a little dangerous. I feel like way yeah. worse of a situation, right? But yes. also, there is like small restaurants around the country that just force yeah. their children to Family work with them. Yeah, and it's like, is is how is this okay or legal or or is it? I don't know, but it's, it's all over the place, everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. Bro, we when we were ten and eleven, we were mowing lawns in one hundred and twenty degree heat back in the day. So I thought you were going to say you were working the mines. No, but uh, he's not from West I mean, Virginia. I felt, <laughs> <laughs> felt like it, but you know, I mean, it's just all learning about how to have a work ethic, right? I, I agree. You were you were getting paid to mow lawns, assumingly, no, right? You are just mowing no, your neighbors' lawns for free. Not neighbors, like our lawn. It's either you mow the lawn or you catch some hands. Like that's kind of where it's yeah. at. Well, no, no, like, like like I think doing chores is different, right? Like like yeah, I was mowing my own lawn too. Like like that. I feel like chores are different, but if like, you're working at the actual business, the establishment. Now I have some now I have some concerns, right? Like, I mean, this kid just got off work, threw his backpack down, and immediately got to work making my sandwich. I respect. And it. I was like, you know, hey, you know, I don't think he's seen a dime of this. Well, what's what's different than him being going to playing soccer? You know what I mean? They're still both doing something after school. Yeah. Uh, one's for the mom and pop business, and the other one is, you know, for 
just playing sports. So they're both doing something. Well, but it's not. Like I mean, he's. It's, it's not like he's working till two in the morning. You, you could say one's child labor and the other is not. To be fair, <laughs> but I mean, he's, nah, he's if, working until two p.m. That's for sure. If it's family, then I don't have any. I, I don't no, but it is it is true though. Usually, like if it's a family owned establishment, I mean, there are plenty of places around here like that where, you know, if they've got like a 12, 13 year old, the, the kids like helping out in some way at the restaurant. I, I've been to places like that, and it makes so, sense. You guys just drummed up a story for me because I actually remember this. Uh, so my dad, when he when we lived in Connecticut, on, he used to have, deliver pizzas on the side, and I and, and he couldn't leave me home alone. So I would get dragged along on his pizza delivery routes. And like, instead of him going to the door, it would be me going to the door delivering pizzas. I'd made bank on tips, got to keep, keep none of it. Fun fact. So yeah, that was free child labor right there. <laughs> and then back in the day, in like the late 70s, early 80s, you had paper routes. And right. I think maybe 13, 14, I could be wrong, but like my friends had them. And, and they had their little mopeds or they're on their bikes. Yeah. So I would have the paper out. That would have been sick. Yeah. I, paper um, boy. This, this hoagie joint called Di Agostino's, very Italian. Have I been there? No. Why have you never taken me there? It, this slipped by us. This slipped by us when we were living together. And I just never thought about it. I only started going here when I moved back to Jersey Shore. Anyway. Seth, I've been to your house since you moved to Jersey Shore. What, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's priorities. We gotta go to pizza to go when you come here. You know, that's different, right? There's the, anyway, um, this they they make their own peppers, like their their own pepper spread for the Italian hoagies. It's 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 top notch. That it sounds was, good. Like it's phenomenal, right? But I swear, but you, and it's always good. But the heat level varies wildly. And I swear to God, every once in a while, I throw a Carolina Reaper in there. And today was a Carolina Reaper day. Let me tell you what. I was sitting in the corner of this hoagie joint fighting for my life. And these people were around me just like looking at me. And I'm like. <sighs> they probably did that on purpose. Yeah. That kid was, I'm like, I'm like that kid was probably you. like, oh, I'm going to get this old bastard. Yeah, like that kid that walked in. He was probably like, this is bullshit. I'm sick yeah. of this. Yeah, I'll make your sandwich, pal. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Good I mean, luck. It was, it was delicious. But I feel like, like that's like a genius thing for a rest, not genius, but funny, like to just slowly stick a wildly hot pepper in someone's sandwich, someone <laughs> random. <laughs> like, it's like you know, the, Willy Wonka's like golden ticket, except there's, right. there's just a Carolina Reaper that gets put in one person's sandwich per day. Yeah. Seth, Dude, Seth did, you have the, uh, did you have the forehead sweat going on? Yeah. Oh, dude, I was I was in a bad way. I was in rough shape and, and I was in the corner of this restaurant just fighting for my life. And I had this cream soda, this this special cream soda you can only get at this store. And I, every time I take a swig, it hurts worse. You know, it's one of those <laughs> situations where, like, every time you take a drink of it, it just it, it increases the pain. And I, and I was dying. I was in rough shape. So. That's what I did today. And then I came back and polished off crisis core, finished off some of the stuff. So I guess we'll just jump right into what we've been playing uh, lately. And uh, like I said, I've been, I've been playing Crisis Core. Uh, finishing it off for uh, Rebirth comes out tonight. Let me tell you what. This game, real mixed bag for me. There are some parts of Crisis Core that I absolutely love. And and like I was you know just confirmed of that tonight when I when I beat it and, and polished off like a bunch of the, the, the missions and stuff. But there is, I forgot how much of a pain in the ass this game gets, like, at times. Dude, there is enemies that just, like, double tap you real quick. 
you know, and like it makes no sense at all. And then there's a difficulty curve in the last chapter of the game that gets like extremely high where uh, enemies become like damage sponges. Certain characters don't even act like in, in ways that make sense, like Angeal and G- Genesis. And um, this reminds me of this era of Square Enix where they were like, let's make everything not make any fucking sense at all. It's the same thing. It's the same time they, they started messing with Kingdom Hearts, right? Like Kingdom Hearts 2 comes out and the game is like pretty solid and the story makes sense. They had Final Fantasy 7. The game was solid, made sense. And then they started throwing in like all this nonsense in, into both storylines. And it's it, they're, they're just like, let's make everything as complicated as possible. Let's make it not make sense. Let's make Final Fantasy 13 with a bunch of French bullshit in it. And we're just going to make everything not make sense. And then they, they quit doing that because they started losing money, I think. But yeah. yeah. Now, my question for you is, um, how did it hit, buddy? How, oh, the price of freedom being steep. How did it hit? Hey, dude, you, you know, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was trying to, I was fighting back the tears. It was, it, that, that ending is rough. Yeah. You know, I, I told Caitlin, we were sitting there watching it. I was like, turn this bad boy up because I'm going to feel my depression <laughs> hit. You know, was, it, it is, it is rough, that ending. But For also, I will say, four? yeah, it's like, yeah. It's a super emotional ending, and it, and it, yeah. it's worse when you know it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine not knowing it's coming. Like, imagine you're just like, oh, I heard this Final Fantasy VII series is real good. Let me pick up Crisis Core on the PSP, oh. and you're just like, what the fuck is this? It's gonna say I got spoiled on that years ago. I'm I'm sure there are plenty yeah. of people out there that that don't know what happens, but oh my god, coach included. Well. Coach, if you're mentally not in a great spot, don't play Crisis Core ever because it'll force you for suicide. If you love yourself a little too much, it'll bring you down. I had to to put it down for a little bit um, because when I was playing it, um, I had had a recent like uh, a buddy of mine pass who I was like close with when I went to the parole academy, and then I was playing Crisis Core, and it's just like it hit a little too close. I'm like, you know what? Like, let's put this down. A little too much sad boy energy for me right now. But yeah, even even still, when that freaking my my, the price of freedom is steep. And you're like, mm, I'm not crying. You're crying. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. And you know, and like, if they'd kept the story a little simpler, like the game would have been amazing. But they do too much. It's it's a classic case of like they just tried to expand too far and do too much. And um, yeah, I will say that the the game is awesome. The gameplay is is phenomenal. I do looking back on it, wish that they would have. There's like a roulette system in the game that when you get three symbols or three it's characters that go in, in, in a wheel a roulette wheel and when they line up you get to use one of their limit breaks i wish you you would have just been able to select it like like classic final fantasy games i'm not really crazy about the roulette system it doesn't really make sense looking back on it um because damn there's like points in the game where you really could use it and it doesn't show up <laughs> you know like it just doesn't work out for you um but yeah, I really enjoyed the game. Like I said, there's there's a bunch of things that I don't love about it, but that is that is what I've been playing this week. Pretty much just exclusively. Oh, and Helldivers, which is like, you know, same as it was last week. Phenomenal. Super good. So Austin, what about you? What have you been playing this week? Yeah, I just wanted to say like it to not bounce too far off crisis core i like at some point i have got to commit myself to to beating that original game in crisis core and jumping into the remakes especially like seeing the part two now getting like stellar reviews yeah like i don't know i i, I gotta make the time this year i think and, and sit down and just 
you know, buckle up and, and do it. I would it. say Crisis Core is like, it's a pretty short game. It's like yeah. 15 hours long. Yeah. Nice. The store. That's yeah, not so bad. It's, it's pretty, pretty easy to digest, I would say. I think right. I just. But should I just, you play the original, though? Like, I heard you didn't yeah. really. What, the original Crisis Core? Yeah. No, oh, it's, no. A, it's a one for one remake. Okay. Yeah. But uh, to answer your question, though, Seth, um, been playing a couple things. I, obviously, more Helldivers. Uh, since we last recorded last week when we talked, I was kind of annoyed because I had tried for days to log into the thing and I could never get past the the boot up screen. It kept telling me like, you know, server error, which is essentially saying the server was full. But over the weekend, they like totally I don't know what they did, something about them adding more server space, but also adding an AFK timer. So if you're like mm-hmm. away from the controller for 15 minutes, you get kicked you get off the, the game. Yep. Ever since they did that, like any any time I've got on it's worked for me totally fine. So uh, that game is frankly like one of the best games in recent memory for me. It's just there's something yes. so special about that. And we've got to find some time to play more. I know we we haven't as a group sat down and, and played recently, but we've got to find the time because that game is just it's something, man. 100 um, percent. Aside from that, and, you know, we may talk about this a little bit later, but during the Nintendo Direct last week, they one of the games they showed off, which was one I had already seen and was really excited for prior was Penny's Big Breakaway, which was a 3D platformer that's made by the same guys that made Sonic Mania. And they just shadow dropped it. They came out at that direct and said, hey, it's out now. And so I nice. bought that. I, shadow drops. I know, man, it's awesome. So I bought that and bought it on PS5. So I'm not going to buy that on the Switch. Just from a platformer standpoint, uh, which I'm glad I did because it runs like 120 frames on PS5 on my OLED TV nice. and just super, nice. super smooth for a platformer. But um, that game is really something special. It's kind of flying under the radar, but it's really, really well made. Um, I don't really know how to describe it, to be honest. I mean, it's probably something kind of akin to like a like a 3D Mario in a way, but maybe a little bit of a mix of like some banjo kazooie in there with some of the collectibles so it's really really good uh really would recommend it i i've heard some iffy things on the switch version so i'd maybe avoid that but Ocker. check it out on ps5 <laughs> and and pc so that's really it for me though i i did jump in a little bit this morning to the pokemon pearl remake because mm. i've been trying to go back to that franchise and um after they announced the new pokemon z game i figured coach and i and i'm i know he'll talk about it some but coach and i i think are going to play through diamond and pearl then jump to arceus as kind of a build-up because i i haven't touched arceus ever it's weird you guys are playing that one and not like x and y yeah well the thing is x and y is not till next year so (laughs) no z is not until next year i'm sorry z is not till next year yeah but it's it's the same region as x and y right which is why well I beat I beat X and Y. I don't know if I'd replay it, but coach, I know you have not, right? Right. Yeah. So how com- I how that com- during Christmas? So, so how competitive of a Pokemon group is this right now? What do you mean? Not, we're not competitive. Not, no, like not. we should at some point all battle and see what's up. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> have a little tournament. <laughs> I know do like I know I'm getting knocked out pretty immediately, right? Because like <laughs> I don't. I'm not the. I'm not the the, the the Pokemon breeder guy at all. 
Yeah. I play Pokemon like I did in 1999, right? Like I catch the Pokemon. Yeah. If I catch like a, you know, a, I don't know, a, a Rattata, that's the Rattata <laughs> I'll use for the rest of the game. I'm not, I'm not like trying to breed yeah. for like the perfect traits and stuff like that. But people are nerds. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Seth. Do you ever use any of like the, the special moves like the attack up defense up because like no. for years for years i never had a single pokemon with one of those moves like i, I would always yeah. just get rid of them so yeah i, uh, oh, I, mean, mean, I don't the get rid of them they just sit yeah i would never i would like instantly get rid of the buffs off oh, my no, no, move no. list See, i once i figured out what certain buffs do and you can kind of they're useful you can you could have somebody like as a sweeper on your team and then it's it was a game changer for me but mm-hmm. we should definitely do that like seth do you have the diamond pro remake or no uh yeah, I actually do. I played about three hours of the the diamond remake, and then That's I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna I I'm gonna it. go over to Sword and Shield." <laughs> I have it too, so I'd be definitely down at some point if we want to do that. Let's. I mean, I'm Understood. down. We'll I, challenge. We could live stream that. <laughs> I, there we go. I, I play Pokemon by bringing up my Pokemon and immediately just using the strongest move possible over and over and over again until the other person dies. That's yeah, how I play Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Coach, what about you? What have you been playing lately? Okay, so lately, really nothing, only because, like I said, since we came back right after the New Year's. Um, but I did get the uh, PS4 Miles Morales plat right before going back to school. So I have all five of the plats that I played through all the games. So I didn't do wow. the one where you could quickly get the PS5 platinum right so i got the spider-man 2 i got both spider-mans and both miles so um i did accomplish that so uh i did want to like try out the battle system for the port of final fantasy 7 and then that's when i got into the chat and asked you guys like why can't i when my limit break comes up why why does my attack not show up? You know, why can't I choose that? You know, yeah. because if if I know that I'm about to hit a boss or I have an easy enemy, I don't want to use a limit break on it. Right. 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 Something that may be like 15 hit points, but you're doing 125 damage. It's just like, so, um, so I did get that kind of just messing around through it. I got to the point where you beat that first boss and now you're in the, um, Oh, the air buster. That'd be a yeah, scorpion. Be the, first the scorpion. Boss. Yeah, the scorpion. scorpion. And so we just got off the train, and so now you're in that little, little encampment, I guess you could say, outside mm-hmm. of the. And then, um, with the uh, news of the uh, the new um, Pokemon Legends, um, I did want to play Arceus. Is that how you say it, Arceus? No one knows, dude. Uh, like there, it's Arceus. There is such a despite online between Arceus and Arceus and I, I always say Arceus the official version is Arceus but people do call it Arceus <laughs> did they did they say it was official Ar- yeah. Arceus yeah okay. and one of the movies where he was in it they like uh, came out and said his name in that and that's well, what they used that, that reminds me like if if you're a Final Fantasy fan where the dude from Nine Zidane was like for a oh, while it would call it would call him Zidane, and then like you're playing uh, Decidia, and they're like Zidane. You're like, what Zidane? Like, I'll call him Zidane <laughs> until I'm dead and cold in the ground. So <laughs> and there's I... a... God. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, there, I said I was gonna say there's other other instances of that where, um, if you're familiar with the East series, like everyone used to call it Wise for a while. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. East. Yes. Wise. <laughs> I know. 
That's the first thing I saw that PS when I saw that on PS2. I'm like, wise. <laughs> or was it uh did it come on PS2 or was it on um the PSP? The PSP. Okay, because I remember seeing the box art in the store going like, yeah. what the hell? Um so, so coach with Final Fantasy 7, I I've long recommended you play Final Fantasy 7 as like an intro yeah. RPG. Are you gonna stick with it and try and try yeah. and beat it or okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm gonna try and beat it, yeah. Because I have nice. to because um, I do want to get to the new stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I just want to see what this is all about. And I'm not using any of the cheats. You know how there's in-game cheats, you know, yeah, where you could speed that up. Uh, <laughs> so I'm not using, I'm just playing kind of like how it was meant to be. It's funny because okay. last, last episode we talked about this or maybe two episodes ago and, and Seth and George both said, use the cheat. Well, I think if if you've already played get it through and you the want game. to play through it again, yeah. then I can see using the cheats, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so where I stand is I think it, Final Fantasy VII is worth it to get through the game. Like if, if, it, if you start getting frustrated and you feel like you're hitting a wall and you kind of want to put the game down, I think it's worth it to use the cheats and get through it so that you can get done with final fantasy seven and move on to the more modern yeah. stuff right. because i do think if, if you're if you weren't part of that era of like old school rpgs there's like really frustrating things i don't know about necessarily final fantasy seven but there's really frustrating things about old school rpgs in general like <clears throat> for instance right. in a lot of old rpgs they will not tell you where to go like there's yeah. you just have to kind of ask around and figure it out in old rpgs and it's like that kind of shit is like very frustrating for like new people to jump back into old RPGs and figure it out. So I think it's it's worth it sometimes to use like um, cheats and, and just kind of get through it. When I played Final Fantasy One last year on the Pixel remasters, it was like, "Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Hope you find where you need to go. We're not go, even going to give north. you an inkling as to where you need to be going. <laughs> go north, defeat Garland. Yeah. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> so then, how do you guys feel about? Uh, experience share in Pokemon now because the older games didn't have that. I love it, dude. I people bitch about it. I, yeah, love, I love it. I think it. it's awesome. I agree. I think it's a needed feature because um, remember, I think I still think you should at least have to find the XP share. Give me, give me something. But I think it's necessary because if you go back and like you would have your one tank Pokemon, then like your rest of your team was trash unless you yeah. <laughs> back in the day like you would switch somebody in real quick so yeah. they'd get a little bit of EXP before you yep. finish the battle. Two things made that series like better from like a gameplay perspective: the just universal EXP share, but then the removal yeah. of HMs as moves on your Pokemon. Yeah. You didn't have Who to. Who was have your that. HM slave? Uh, Golduck, like for everything. <laughs> Like every game was always Golduck for me. Uh, I, 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 think, I used to I always those two, slave. <laughs> I think those two, but also like in my opinion, the the online being able to online trade and battle and stuff yeah. makes things so much better with Agreed. Pokemon because it was always such a pain in the ass living in the middle of absolutely nowhere trying to find someone to trade with that had the alternate version of the game. I, I mean, dude, it was it, it was rough times for me. All right. I was playing Pokemon Red. You think I'm getting like a Ninetales? Uh-uh. You're not getting a no. Gengar. <laughs> no. I think I think I think Volpix was on Pokemon Blue exclusively or something like that. I can't remember. But like, you know, come on. Yeah, I'm not getting Gengar. I'm not getting Machamp. It's like, come on. God, this is worse. Alakazam. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible stuff. Golem. I had it even worse. So like my sister, I got red and my sister got blue, but like 
Antonia, I love you. You're a terrorist. She wouldn't trade with me like ever. <laughs> terrorist. <laughs> so like I never got this Pokemon either. <laughs> that is a you're human all, rights violation, Pedro. I agree. <laughs> you said your sister wouldn't trade with you? Correct. Oh wow. Yeah. Brutal. That's rough. That's rough. That is brutal. So Coach, what about you? Uh, have you ever played any of the classic Pokemon games? Have you ever gone back and, and played them or played them back in the in the day or what? Not, not like full on. But the first one I beat was uh, Let's Go Eevee. Hell yeah. Mm. And then when I learned about Eevee's evolution, it was just like, like <laughs> that was my that was my shit. Dude, I remember I, like, you like messaging me and you were like, Eevee is so cool. Eevee is the <laughs> coolest thing in the world. Like, Leafeon is my favorite Pokemon. Oh, wow. Big time. Yes. Okay. The Leafeon right, design's yeah. good. That's and then, and then the uh, Sword and Shield, well, Sword I beat. And then the new one, I got pretty far. I, I didn't, I think I got to the the last um last section where you had to get the uh you know there was three things you had to get. You had to get the uh um the camp, right? And then oh, you had right. yeah, so there were like the three quest lines. More, yeah. Yeah. So I just had one more of each, but then for some reason I just kind of like eh. I didn't finish it, so I have to go back and finish. So I don't know if I should start over because it's been so long. But you missed have... out on literally the best part of that game. Yeah, yeah. The the, end. the, the, the final, yeah, the final part is like super, super cool. Yep. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> That'll be my <laughs> summer thing then. Caitlin did. Caitlin did too. Caitlin stopped playing after she beat the like elite four, and I was like, "No, you Dude. missed like the coolest oh, part." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, the elite yeah. four. Scumbag. It's just a shame that they won't that Game Freak and Nintendo won't come out and say, you know what? We're gonna spend the next three months optimizing it so it runs better. You know, it's I don't know. Imagine imagine that Switch 2 comes out and they're like, hey guys, we're gonna launch this. Our launch game is a version of Scarlet and Violet that doesn't look like it was released 25 (laughs) years ago. 4K 120, let's go. But we'll talk about Pokemon here a little bit more later. But Pedro, what about you? Introduce yourself. These these people don't know you like I do. Who the heck is Pedro? Who is this man? Parasaquilo, uh, as I used to call him back in the day. <laughs> I'm some guy who's just been lurking in the uh, comment section, usually of whatever pod or content you guys are doing. I'm just around. I'm here. Uh, famously, I participated in, I think, RM100, where I met Ralph Macchio. Remember that? Oh my I god! I forgot yes. about that. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> you were at an yeah, NHL like, game. I remember yeah, that very clearly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always thought it was Machio. No. I think, yeah, it's. I, I think it's Machio. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, oh. it's Ralph Machio. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, but I I host the uh, Alpha Nerd podcast with our buddy Seth here. Uh, I don't know. Big nerd. Big Islander fan. Not Fair. not too much going on. I'm I'm Philly based. <laughs> For now, <laughs> he is the current king of Kaseki. That is, this is the man that, that, that's been bleeding me dry. We'll see about that. I'm not, yeah, not giving uh, up yet. I'm also the one who, you know, Seth has told this story, but I also I retired Seth from Street Fighter. I was, that was me. about to say yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Again, lived in the middle of the boondocks. Literally didn't play Street Fighter against anyone competent until Pedro strolled up. Like, thought I was pretty good. <laughs> You know, you know the funny story. Like it was the first time I had met you and, and um, Jerry, 
and y'all were all playing. Then you're going. I'm like watching y'all play. I'm like laughing. I'm like this is gonna be funny because I because like I wasn't gonna play. If you guys said like hey what you want around, I was gonna say no because I didn't want to be that guy. But then like you guys were like kind of just playing like oh yeah, like just kind of talking a bunch of ish to each other. I'm like you know what let's school some fools here <laughs> <laughs> and just wrecking people. <laughs> Dude, so like I just gotta tell this story about Pedro. Because it, it reminds me that the, the fighting game thing, me and Pedro and um, two of our other buddies went to this like really cool arcade, yeah. uh, like like five years ago called Timeline Arcade, where you would pay like I think it was like twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, played, all you can play. Yeah, you, nice. you did all these arcade machines from like the eighties and on to modern day. It was like like and you could just walk up and play them, right? So it was, you'd have to pay the quarters or anything like that. Well, Pedro's playing F- Fatal Fury, I think it was right. It was King of Fighters ninety seven, yeah, and old school. This dude just walks up and joins in, like just like like. Interesting. Walks up and just like yeah. grabs the other like 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 control pad and just jumps in. And yeah. Pedro had to fight of his life. Yeah, because old school rules in the arcade is like you're on the, you're on the sticks and you lose, you got to vacate the cabinet. Like whoa, whoa whoa whoa, like you can't. And I was like trying to finally finish arcade mode for like the first time in my life. And this like kid, he was like had to be thirteen fourteen, walks up and just hits player two. I'm like. Yeah, all right. <laughs> listen, awesome. I went to a be- that went to a best of seven, and and match seven, I won. Like I, we were sweating it out. That's awesome. Like, I can't like I can't lose to a child who like wasn't even probably born in ninety seven. Like oh, he needs to go yeah, back to making his hoagies at the the local sandwich yeah, truck. Right. So I I would probably go just make hoagies myself. Like you know, this yeah. is my path. <laughs> that, that that was such a cool arcade, and we never got to go back because they closed it down. I think there's still one it's around in New York. In it's it's yeah. the same owner in New York. I was re- I went there for my. Th- 32nd birthday um and it was still a good time <laughs> yeah it's sad that arcades are like dinosaur like dying yeah, breed, know. you know yeah like growing know. up on quarters i mean that's how i learned about video games right oh, before yeah. before the atari i know i'm dating myself but <laughs> man hey. it was i mean there were arcade cabinets everywhere at the grocery store, Pizza Hut, wherever you went back in the late 70s, early 80s. 7-Eleven had a dedicated room that you'd buy your Slurpee, your magazines, comics, and you'd go back there and you could just play for hours. So there was I, a um emerging like <clears throat> business venture around us for a while where people would hook up like VR arcades. Did not did not oh. last. They tried that long. near us too. It didn't work. One in state college. I mean, like first off, like the headsets degrade very quickly, yeah. and when, when like a bunch of people are, are messing with them, also, and no one wants to like use someone else's VR headset. No. It's kind of gross, <laughs> you know. And it just it just didn't work out. Now the big thing around here is axe throwing. I don't know if you guys have that around yeah. you. Yeah, here too. It's okay. It's fun. Um, but yeah, no, I'm a big fan of the arcade. I have my arcade cabinet back there, which has a. Uh, Marvel versus Capcom, X Men versus Street Fighter, you know the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there's also in Philly. Me and Robert went to this um, when he came when we went to that random Shania Twain concert. Uh, he we we found this barcade in Fishtown, and they had like all the old school games. So um, I was I remember sitting there playing Pole Position and um, Cruised in USA, Space Invader, like every 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 game you could think of. It was, it, it's a blast. I miss arcades. Give me a barcade, yeah. damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a place for them. They they could come back. You got to create a good experience. I think that's yeah. where a lot of arcades fail. You know, like you got to have a good experience. You have a good place that people enjoy coming to. 
I think these ones so, that are like that one that you guys went to where it's like pay 20 bucks, you go in and play whatever you want for however long you want. Th those seem to be a good way of going about it. We've got a couple of those that's um, awesome. around us. That's a good night out. Yeah. And then we last Game summer we went to this massive arcade like convention in Atlanta and they had like hundreds of arcade machines that were just free play, which was awesome. awesome. I love it. I love yeah, it. That, that is sweet. Um, Game yeah. Busters has a good... Um, good plan going on where it's not just arcades i mean you go there to watch ufc fights yeah there's always something going on in food and you could bring your kids so they could go play while you'd watch and stuff like that mm -hmm. so and then they got the you know they got really good games so yeah kids could stay active for a couple hours over there, <laughs> it's so. awesome yeah for sure so like gaming wise though um Back to what you originally asked me. Uh, I've been playing. I played. I've been playing a lot of smaller games because I. I was running through Final Fantasy VII um, in anticipation for uh, Rebirth because I was like when I thought back to my experience with Final Fantasy VII, I haven't beaten that game until since I was probably sixteen, seventeen years old. So it's been a while. So I just wanted to get out of Midgar and kind of run through a little bit of the other discs. Um, just to familiarize myself with some of the things that you know. So when it, whenever we deviate, as you know we like to do these days uh i'll know what i'll it'll kind of have it hit me in a different context i will say though after playing crisis core seven hits way different oh yeah yeah <laughs> way different um especially with cloud uh because my man is he's spinning some tails so let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> um so i've been enjoying that uh i i i, I uh, played silent hill the short message um and i'll I will say this, that game missed me, like it's not for me. Um I understand the topic of it where it's, you know, cyberbullying and stuff like that where, you know, I didn't we didn't grow up in that generation that that was a thing, but I think pe for younger people, I think it's a, something that'll hit well. Um it reminds me of Outlast though. And it, granted it was free, but it was like, so I had my fun with it, but I couldn't finish it cuz I there was one puzzle I couldn't figure out and I was like, I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> and then the last game I've been playing was a uh, Need for Speed Unbound because it was free on PS Plus. Okay, interesting. Okay. I never played and that one. It's so it reminds me of. I, I think they were going for most wanted vibes because that's the game it reminds me of the most. Um, I do. I will say I just, they do stuff I don't like. Um, as far as uh, like story content, where I think I don't have mind a game being PC. Like it's not an issue for me. But when you when you make it known, you're just trying to straddle that line when you don't really have to. Like, it's a Need for Speed game. Nobody's really expecting this. Like, and no one's expecting to be, like, offended playing a Need for Speed game. But So I think they just put, they, like, put a bunch of tropes in there that don't need to be there. And then, like, the lingo some of the guys use where everyone's, bruh, fam, cut, lit. I'm like, I, I can't deal with this. So usually I skip all the story scenes because I'm just, I can't. Like, it's... <laughs> but the, so, but looks this great, is something though. I've never asked you, Pedro, because I feel like... You're you're half Hispanic. No, I feel I'm like his, Hispanic. Are, I thought you were half black. <laughs> no, I am. Is he half black? <laughs> no, he's Puerto Rican. I thought. Wait, no. Okay. Holy I thought crap. one of your parents was black. That is so funny. No, my, my dad is Puerto Rican. My mother was Mexican. <laughs> so, fully Hispanic, buddy. Just uh, learned, ladies and gentlemen, that one of my best friends in the world isn't half black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Known Pedro for over a decade. Yeah. All right. Anyway, apparently not. <laughs> I feel like Hispanic representation of video games is so tropey and stereotypical. Does that ever get like really annoying? Like, uh, so 
I feel like there's, I there's no like just like 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 dude who's like like Hispanic. They're always like very like on the nose Hispanic. Hmm. So so this is like one of those things. I, I I think I recently brought this up um on an Alpha Nerd show plug, uh. And when I was talking about, like, how sometimes we get misrepresented in, especially in, like, games or comic books, where if you look at the list of people, or comic book characters that are Hispanic, we have Blue Beetle, which that movie was brutal, if you watched it, <laughs> um, with kind of, they, they were, like, over the nose with some of the tropes, I would say. And then we have Miles Morales, where, so we have the Spider-Man that, like, debatably some people don't like. And then that's really about it. You can, you can make a case for Ghost Rider with Robbie Reyes. But again, that's not the original Ghost Rider. So like, we just don't get that. Like, we we don't we don't get that guy. Like, you're not gonna sell me El Diablo from the Suicide Squad. Like, that's not happening for me. But then, <laughs> but then even like movies like an Ant Man, where like there's, there's some Hispanic representation, where that guy's like a little too over the top. Like, it sometimes does bother me because like we're just normal like everyone else. <laughs> like, we don't, we don't, like, yeah. Like if you hear me talk or like you know me like. The only reason you would know I'm of Hispanic because of my name, but like I don't like display these like whatever these Hispanic tendencies are and stuff like that. So I, I do hate seeing it when it's in games where like the dude looks like or sounds like he's like straight, just like with an accent and everything, but he's like from California. Like what? From East <laughs> yeah. LA. Yeah, I'm just like, come on. <laughs> I can see that being really annoying. Also, I. Do not know why I thought you were half black. That that, that is really striking to me. Actually, definitely have told people that my friend Pedro was half black, half Hispanic no. for like a decade. So you've been lying about me. That's great. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> also, one of my favorite stories of us is how Robert didn't believe your name was actually Pedro and thought I was just being an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like so, when, we, when when my buddy ahead. Robert first met Pedro, I can't, I I you know I would talk about Pedro forever, but because his name's Pedro, Robert thought I was just being a jerk and calling him Pedro. And like, we go out to dinner and like, this is how low he thinks of me. Right. We go out to dinner and Robert's like, I got to ask you, like, is your name really Pedro or is Seth just being an asshole? And I was like, what the fuck? I, I just looked at him like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Really funny. <laughs> that reminds me of the time you like, um, we were watching the Floyd Mayweather fight. And this is like, so Seth has this habit, and, and a lot of our friends have these habits of just like learning things like right in the moment, where we were watching the fight, and one of the fighters was speaking in Spanish, mm -hmm. and I started translating it, and they all looked at me like like I had three heads. Because <laughs> like, they just couldn't Dude, believe that. Like, <laughs> never what? spoken a lick of Spanish to us before. How are we supposed to assume that, you know? <laughs> this is funny, though. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Pedro well, learned will, Watson's real name was Steven like five yeah. years into the relationship. You know, it's like, interesting. I, I will say this last thing about this panic thing because it's it's something that happens specifically to me that I, fi I find it funny. Um, so I work in a jail um, as a parole agent. So I deal with offenders every day and I'm the only Spanish speaking agent in our jail. So when I walk onto the block, it's like being Professor Xavier, where you just hear things you don't want to hear, because like there's because because I go on the Spanish um the Spanish uh, therapeutic community block, and it's just like I can't hear every conversation, and it drives me up a wall because I don't want to hear it. And like when I walk with the other agents, they're like, "What are they saying?" I'm like, "You don't want to know." That's so funny. You don't want to know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> So, uh, Pedro, me and you recently went to see Advent Children in yeah. theaters. 
Uh, it was, I think it was last week. <clears throat> yeah. Drove two hours from Philly to Harrisburg. Yep. I drove two hours from uh, Jersey Shore to Harrisburg. So we, we met in the middle here and we went to see uh, <laughs> Advent Children in theaters. I don't know how you felt about it looking back. I feel like that movie has not aged well at all. Uh, I'm like, I mean, visually it looks all right for like, like a, I don't know, 15 year old movie, but I'm like, this movie's fucking terrible. <laughs> it's really bad. So. I would say I actually just recently watched uh, Final Fantasy Spirits Within. I would mm. say that's a better movie. Than oh, children! Yeah, that's it rough. has a story that makes sense. Like it has a story that makes sense at least. That were yeah. Advent Children is fun. Like if, if you're a Final Fantasy VII fan, it's great to see Cloud and you know everyone involved and beautiful at the time CG graphics. And you know when the especially if you watch it in theaters when the music hits, it's it's great. But as far as like if you look at it as just a pure movie. Um, it, it had, there's no coherence towards it uh, or excuse me in it at all. Like scenes just end randomly. There's a, there's a scene where Tifa's talking to cloud and he says something, something angsty, which ironically advent children was reading and started to hate cloud as a protagonist. Cause he was just, <laughs> I, I couldn't, with yeah. I, um, but he, she says something she's like, dilly dally, shilly shally or whatever the hell she said. And we're like, how do you know to say <laughs> yeah. that? Like, what? and then at the end, then towards the end, it gets said again by, Aerith and I'm like, wait, what's the deal with this? Like, where, where yeah, is this coming from? So weird. Like, no, <laughs> that is so weird. Yeah, dude, the the movie or, is a, yeah. is a complete mess. I can't like, I loved it when I was a kid. I mean, I watched. I think I watched. I told you, Tedro, I watched this movie until like my DVD like broke as a kid. I watched it over and over again. It was so cool. But then I'm watching it as an adult. And I'm like, this movie doesn't even like make any sense at all. Oh. Like, there's like. And this is, I'm someone who I would consider like pretty knowledgeable about the Final Fantasy VII lore. And I'm like, nothing about this movie even remotely makes any sense. Like, it's completely just nonsense right now. And that is, that is what I was talking about earlier. That is the era of Final Fantasy that this movie was made in where they, they were, Square Enix was like, all right, what's the coolest stuff we can make? Right. Like, they just added a wing to Sephiroth in this movie. Yeah, right. Like, like just got to be cool. He didn't have a wing before this movie. They're just like, what's what'd be sweet? What if we just added a wing they, to it? gave Cloud one. Yeah, and then in Kingdom Hearts, Sephiroth and Cloud have a wing, and they make Crisis yes. Core. And just everyone has wings. People just got wings out of nowhere. And it's oh, like, shit. what is going on? They're just sprouting wings. But yeah, some of the, some of the parts of that movie, all, like where you get the three remnants who just appear because of reasons, and yeah. like their clothes, like they play, they're like full leather, but like it's like not real clothes. They just kind of put them on themselves. The one guy cries. <laughs> randomly just and they tell them to stop <laughs> crying and they're like mother it doesn't it, it's like that movie if you don't know the context of final fantasy 7 you just watch it as a pure movie it's like i'll be honest king's life's better <laughs> yeah king yeah. dude king's life man I, and Ooh. that movie i have some problems with <laughs> yeah that one's a rough one that one's a rough one i watched that leading up to 15 and i uh, won't watch that again <laughs> It's on the shelf behind me, and probably should get rid of it. To be honest, yeah, well, you need to keep preserve history. <laughs> oh man! All right, gentlemen, what's been a good show so far? Let's talk about some of this Nintendo news that came out this week. <laughs> you know what, Austin? I'm just going to toss the ball over to you for this Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase because I didn't watch it. Okay. Um, so real, and... real quick, did you, see, did you see they move? They they like moved their date for Xbox. <laughs> They no. like re- they rescheduled like Xbox was like, yeah, not nah, hey, hang on there, junior. We need to go. And they're like, OK. Oh, yeah. Because of their whole podcast <laughs> thing. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that wild? <laughs> like, I didn't hear that. Oh, okay. no. And then, I mean, some of those games that they talked about were announced in this. So I guess that makes sense. 
uh, in hindsight. But yeah, I mean, it was a it was an interesting direct. It was a a, a partner showcase direct, so it was not like their standard fair. Where they focused on a lot of first party stuff. I think there was one first party game mentioned in there somewhere, but um, aside from that, it was a lot of other like you know third party titles that are coming, not just to Switch, but a variety of systems and. I don't know. I thought there were some some pretty cool games announced. Um, gosh, I'm looking at this list, yeah. And before you jump in too much, I just want to bring this up really quick. We got to stop Atlas. Someone's got to jump in here. And <laughs> I stop knew you're gonna, <laughs> dude. Like, could they, first off, okay, you make giant RPGs. Why do you have to make them and then make another version of them? a couple years later so yeah. everyone has to yeah. replay it's it's ridiculous now i will issue i will issue the counter for this one because this one i support because no offense to the switch and by the way we're I'm talking about guy. shimagami tensei oh, yeah. 5 vengeance, vengeance is what we're talking uh, about so I'm, a, I'm a switch guy i love my switch but you we needed to get smt5 off the switch it runs like not great yeah the frame rate sucks um so i'm hoping when, when i see gameplay of vengeance on ps5 that's where i'm gonna get it um that they, they fixed the frame rate give me a solid just give me a solid frame rate that doesn't run choppy and we're good because smt5 um i the reason i stopped playing it was because of that frame rate I was like, ah, it's it bad it doesn't look good and like, the resolution's ah. really low too it's like xenoblade 2 handheld yeah. level resolution like everything is yeah, really really mm. blurry yeah so but so yeah I, I will give atlas a pass on that one because they needed to yeah. get it off the switch it's good it's coming to another system but point yeah. aside I don't disagree with you, Seth. Like, I don't know. I got pretty far into five Royal, but after having beat the original five, it's hard to really want to replay like a hundred twenty hour long game. <laughs> Are so, you aware that Persona Five ruined me and Pedro? <laughs> how so? We can't play Persona anymore. So really? Like, I thought you yeah. bought, or well, I guess you were playing three on yeah, Game so. Pass. So yeah, I'll explain it because. <laughs> Because he when we when we did Alpha Nerds, we we recently did the Alpha Nerds show, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna I can't wait to play Persona Reload." And I go, "Huh? Aren't you a little aren't you a little trepidatious? It's gonna happen again." And he goes, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "It's gonna happen." And what happens to us is we'll play a Persona game, we'll yeah. start it, and we'll be having a good time, and then for some reason something just hits where you just kind of. <laughs> and you just don't want to play it anymore. It's just yeah. like you know you're in for this long slog, and you just don't want to do it. It's too long, man. Some of the, I, I don't know. I don't disagree with you on that either. The problem I have with five is that Haru section. The second you get to Haru's dungeon, I'm just like, oh. nope. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. It's now, for so us, it was, we're, we're Futaba dungeon guys, where that's the one yeah, that Futaba. hurts. That makes <laughs> that sense. That one's too. annoying. So, with Atlas, real quick, because this is a point that I, I wanted to touch on. So, as an Atlas fan, this they do this all the time. So I own copies of Shimigami Tensei 4, Shimigami Tensei 4 Apocalypse, uh, Strange Journey, Strange Journey Redux, Persona 5, Persona 5 Royal. Uh, what else do I own? It's I own Devil Survivor, which is a DD, or DS game. Then I own Devil Survivor Overclocked, which is the 3DS game. Like they do it all the time. Four, they, four golden, the, four golden, um, yeah, uh, ridiculous. Devil Summoner, like or or even even with um Nocturne, where what they did was. They re-released Nocturne, and they made the full version like paid DLC. So, like, if you got the vanilla Nocturne, you didn't get Dante, and like, like we remember it here in the states, you had to pay extra for it. So, Atlas has been pulling this for years, years. It's nonsense. 
So but, the one that killed me, though, just one more thing I'll say on that is with Royal, they released, you know, base P5, then they released P5 Royal on, uh, I guess it was just PS4 at the time. But then when they had that big Xbox blowout, like a couple of years ago, they were like, you know, here's all the Persona games coming to the Xbox. Maybe that was last year. And they announced the PS5 version of Royal, which is different than the PS4 version of Royal. The Wait, PS- what? Really? Yes. Yeah, it has extra content. It has more content. It runs at 60 frames. It runs in 4K. And I'm guess so what, bitches. Seth? You can't transfer your save. Nope. <laughs> that is horror. Are you serious? Dude? Yes. And there's yeah. no upgrade. So if you have the PS4 version of Royal, you're just... That's it. Yeah, that's why I didn't buy it. it. Wow. Yeah. I put my foot down. That is that's brutal. the most egregious one to me. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's that that's misconduct worthy. Jeez, <laughs> so it's on a level that Nintendo would do some shit. Oh, like for that. sure, for oh sure. God. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> I wanted to hand off the Nintendo showcases to to you guys because I'm not the yeah. Nintendo guy around here. So tell me what you think. Well, how, how you feel about Nintendo right now? I thought it was a pretty good direct overall. Um, and we can kind of just. I, I hope you guys all have the list. I sent the link, but yeah. I don't know yep. if there are any games in particular you guys want to touch on. But I think, frankly, the biggest one that seemed to get the most hype was the the Star Wars Battlefront uh, classic yeah. collection, which is yeah, I thought that was sweet. First two Battlefront games, and this is not just a Switch thing. This is going to be on uh, PC, Xbox, PS5, Switch, and first two games in the Battlefront series. Of course, they will have 64 player online multiplayer. And I think there are some new maps and stuff that they're adding. So awesome. I hope it's good. It comes out soon, like in two weeks. March 14th. Yeah. One of my favorite memes I've seen recently is the Thanos meme. And it's like it it shows Thanos talking to uh, EA and it's like you couldn't handle your failure. So where did that bring you back to me? <laughs> it shows the classic <laughs> Battlefront games. <laughs> yeah, pretty awesome. I hope they're good ports. I, I know they're made by Aspire, who's had like kind of hit or miss ports in the past. So they did, which I know Coach obviously has referenced many times in the past. They did do the uh, Republic Commando port, which on Switch was terrible. So I hope that this holds up pretty well because. I feel like you can't really mess up these games. That that would be a huge problem from like a public perspective. <laughs> right. Coach, what were you going to say? That Microsoft already went and did, I guess, a soft remaster for Battlefront 1 and 2. So you could play it with the uh, the enhancements. Yeah, just but no online, though. Doesn't, yeah, there's no online, and there's not going to be uh, additional maps or the 64-player so but yeah that's pretty that was the best one like that was like okay that's some good shit right there so yeah will um, you guys be buying it oh yeah yeah, yeah i'll probably be i'm in i love battlefront the the og battlefront for sure yeah. a lot of memories playing conquest mode <laughs> yeah you so may good. fire when ready <laughs> <laughs> and just to just so everyone's aware like um star wars battlefront 2 is pretty good these days. Like you can have a, a couple weekends of fun with it. it. It's it's not bad. Like the the new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. The, uh, honestly, yeah. after they did all the patching, the co op stuff is really fun. I played a bit of that with George a couple of years ago, and frankly, it's a pretty good game now. 
if you yeah. get it cheap. So, but yeah, Pretty I mean, they're multiplayer game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there were um, a list of other games announced in this. They had uh, an Epic Mickey remaster, which is I think interesting. That's awesome. They did that. Yeah, I always heard really oh, good things about that game. I never played it. So, I think Rare needs to catch some smoke in this. Uh, yep, big time. <laughs> big time. So. I mean, you coach, if you want to deal with it, because like to me, I I see I when I remember when I watched the direct and it's all a list. I was like, huh? <laughs> like why those well, games? Yeah, I was waiting for the other games. Like I was waiting for Jet Force Gemini. And- yeah. I was well, just waiting for games. Diddy Kong Racing to appear on the screen, That's and awful. didn't happen. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, we got RC Pro Am. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, Killer Instinct, just, I, I like. Yeah. Killer Instinct is cool, but I mean, I don't know. Did they? They never put the Conquer games on the no. on the N sixty four online thing. So no. that's another one. And then, of course, I guess no. you got. They did the Donkey Kong sixty four game as well, right? That was one of theirs. Um, oh yeah, yeah. They rare, rare did. Yeah, but um, they never 64. put it on the Let's... Switch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wait. there's there, there's a sect of people who hate that game, though. I'm not one of them. I'm a big DK sixty four guy, but. That's on. So Donkey Kong sixty four is on Rare Replay. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I'm oh. saying it's it's a rare game, but it's not on. The, yeah. It's not okay. on the Switch. I was gonna say, wait, what? So yeah, I mean, yeah, Battletoads, RC Pro Am, Snake Battle and Roll. Like, what are you? Wait, come on, Rare. And you really couldn't do better Core? than that. Yeah, Blast Core. Like, are you kidding I, me with that? Like, are, are we serious? I'm gonna be honest. I had never heard of Blast Core until it, it's because it sucks. This. So, <laughs> like, um, give me like, ah, oh, just. Mm. Yeah, crazy. That was a missed opportunity. Missed opportunity with Rare. I agree. <laughs> a few other things they had. They announced a new Endless Ocean game, which kind of a cult classic for the Wii. I never, I never. There were two on the Wii. I think I never played them. Neither but did I. It looks I cool. Roommate, I used to have a roommate in college who would like get super high and just play Endless <laughs> Ocean. I'm like, like when when I, and like we had a Wii in the living room of fraternity house. Yeah. And like we'd come home from class, and you would just be like on in a different plane of existence, but just playing endless <laughs> ocean. <laughs> it looks like a chill game. You're just going around looking at fish. I don't know. It's something. Shovelware. Yeah. They should remake. They should make remake. Uh, Seaman Bass on the for sure. X, uh, for for <laughs> yeah, like re- remake that. Give me that. <laughs> and then let's see a couple other ones here the i guess a big one to to note because this was the first time this had been announced in any way was uh, grounded for switch this was the first following kind of what we talked about earlier with that the xbox news which we talked about last week about how they were bringing four games to other systems i think this was the first official one that they announced was during this direct and holy crap it looks like trash on the switch that popped up and it was like 360p running like 20 frames oh. a second. And I was like, okay, guys, was this really the game you wanted to put on here? Because it does not look good. Yeah, no, the, I mean, as far as um, <laughs> the games that the Xbox announced, yeah. I was excited about Pentiment because I've been wanting yeah. to play it. And that I was the one that in a hand, um, Having a handheld version of it where I can take it wherever I think is awesome. But Nintendo fans, we got to talk. Like, calm down. Because I've seen people in the comments like, "We're not getting Sea of Thieves." Like, do you, how do you think that's going to run on the Switch? Like, let's talk about it. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. you don't want Sea of Thieves. No. <laughs> so, but yeah, and I forgot about about Pentiment as well. So those were both announced. But yeah. 
I never played so that game. I it looks pretty interesting. Yeah. I thought that we would get some information on the remake for Dragon Quest three. Yeah, we didn't get nothing. But I didn't know that was getting remade. Yeah, it's yeah. Made, yeah, they announced they it like five it years like three, ago. Four years ago, yeah, five yeah. years ago. It looks awesome. Yeah, I didn't do nothing. Like... But yeah, no, I thought I th- I thought um overall like this this partner direct, which I don't know what people's expectations were because I was like when I was scrolling X and looking at YouTube, people were like, oh, Switch Two might get announced. I'm like it's not happening because a it's a partner direct, and b like what the, like we're just not ready for I, I don't know if we're quite ready for switch 2 yet i think that's i think it got delayed right or allegedly the news came yeah. out we got delayed allegedly yeah um but i think that that's more of a 25 system where i think you're just this year from nintendo first party i think you're just going to see a lot of the rest of the back half of what they had planned trickling out and then we go full steam 2025 but as far as third party support i thought it was i mean solid overall like i don't think we we're going to get any crazy bangers for nintendo this year cuz but again, like I don't really, I don't know that many people buy third party on Nintendo. Like that's not really why people buy Switch. That I'm, that anyone that I'm friends with anyway, like, I'd yeah. be wrong on that. But um, a lot of the people buy Nintendo game or Nintendo just for their first qual, first part, eh, first quality, first party stuff. Um, so yeah, as far as the third party direct, it was, it was fine. It was kind yeah. of a little bit of a nothing burger, but there was a little, little, little couple things sprinkled in. I agree. It was decent. I mean, there were some interesting things, but. Overall, it wasn't like the most groundbreaking thing in the world. I will say I was a little surprised to see a Sword Art Online game in this. Yeah, is, yeah baby. Is that still going? I, I I thought the anime was over. Or am I wrong? The anime, <clears throat> the anime has caught up to the visual novel or the light novels. Um, so they're they're currently being made. I see. So it's not over, but I don't know. Like it's weird too because. I don't know anybody. I'm like a pretty decently big Sword Art Online fan, and I don't know anybody that plays these games. Also, they're not they don't they don't follow the the anime or the the books. They have their own timeline. Yeah. So they're very strange. There, there must be some sort of like I don't know some sort of market for them because they keep making them. Dude, I'll never forget us yeah. trying that. Was it the first game on like the Vita? Yeah. And it was okay, but it was, uh, I don't know. It, w- it was not, not exactly a great game. So <laughs> no, it was terrible. They're all terrible. They're, they're yeah. poorly translated. The battle systems are like way too complicated for the poor translation. You don't know what the fuck is going on in any of them. So I don't know. Not a big fan of those games. I wish that there was a good sort of online game. There's not, there's nowhere to be found. Coach, were you, you haven't said much. Was there anything from this direct that you were interested in at all? No, just Battlefront. Uh, I was pretty excited with. That's going to be day one. Get it on PC. Don't be a coward. Don't do not get this game on switch. I will be upset. Why? Because we, Oh, I'm not getting it. You know why? Okay. Good. I'm not getting it on switch, but anyways, we got some, uh, we got some some droids to kill coach. Okay. All right. Yeah. We're going to be playing this bad boy. Are we getting it on PC? Is that what we're doing? Because if you guys are, that's where I'll get it. Yeah. Okay. Seth scared the shit out of me right now. Let's do it. He was yelling at me. I'm like, what did I do wrong, man? (laughs) But after the direct, I knew there wasn't going to be any first party stuff, but I'm thinking, I wonder if there's going to be a June, July type of direct since February is always 
Nintendo's big direct for, hey, these are the games we talked about last year. Here's the update, you know, on them. And then they might feed you a little bit more new stuff. But we know nothing um, yeah. after the summer because summer is when um, Thousand Year Door comes out, right? Yeah. And so, Luigi's Mansion 2, we still don't have a release date for either of those. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see nintendo's year this year be and i was i was one of those that i didn't think that we were even going to get an announcement of the switch to this year because i think they still want to push the switch yeah. they're still selling right yeah yeah no. I, I think it yeah i think it'd be i think it'd be a little obnoxious to be like yeah now we're killing this thing this year dead yeah i mean i don't think they're gonna kill it Nintendo like almost never does that they were supporting the ds like well under the 3ds life yeah. if you remember correctly mm-hmm. um but i do think that the new switch is going to be backwards compatible. So I don't think it's really going to matter. Um, I I think, I think they're probably LED screen. Yeah. Why don't we jump to the next thing we have? Because I think that kind of very good at jumping Austin. Can we walk to the next? Before we do that, before we do that, I do want to, here's a word from our spot. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) What? So I don't mind a LED screen. If, it's 1080p, 60 frames per second. I agree. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'll be good that. with that. Yeah. <laughs> so just well, yeah. I don't even necessarily know that it needs to be 1080. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm just being honest. Like the the switch is 720, and I think it's fine. Well, but when it reaches 720, when it's hooked up, let's put it this way: when it's no Xenoblade yes. Chronicles game, am I right? Yeah. Is it going to reach a solid 250? <laughs> Love you, Nintendo. But um, yeah, I mean, the other thing that happened this past week was the Pokemon Day 2024 Pokemon Presents. And the the reason I want to pivot to this and I'll just kind of jump to the big news and we can talk about anything else you guys want to talk about. But the thing they announced at the end, I think, was obviously the most exciting for for most people, which is officially now titled Pokemon Legends Z2A, which that's that's yeah, Z dash A. Yeah. Tetsuya Nomura. Uh, energy in there, but um, that's a swear word in this house. (laughs) They didn't say much about it aside from apparently it's going to be set entirely in Lumio City, which was in X and Y on the the 3DS. Great two games, by the way, if you haven't played them. And they showed no gameplay whatsoever, so it was an entirely CGI thing. So we have no idea what to expect. But the reason I wanted to bring this up now is, and I've been seeing this around a lot, they're Obviously, announcing this for next year, the rumor is that Switch 2 is going to release like next spring. Um, they said in the announcement this is going to release simultaneously worldwide on the Switch systems. Um, and so, in my mind, I don't think they would announce this next year without the Switch 2 being backwards compatible. So I, I think that at least confirms that whatever the next system is, is backwards compatible. Because there were all these rumors about maybe it's not going to be backwards compatible. And I I felt like that would have been a shot in the foot. But I think this game pretty much at least confirms that fact, in my opinion. I agree with that. So. Although I will say nothing would surprise me with Nintendo. <laughs> I mean, like, it, would, it would be such a Nintendo thing for them to be like, this is a, a system that looks exactly like the Switch, plays exactly like the Switch, it's, it's way more powerful than the Switch, not backwards compatible. <laughs> No, they'll sell you an, an adapter. Like, no, you got to load it through our app, like our voice. Yeah. Like, God. Or if they, if 
this wouldn't hurt quite as bad, but maybe they'll pull like a black and white two and they'll release like the next generation of Pokemon games two years after the Switch 2 comes out and they'll yeah. be based on Switch 1 hardware and we'll have no <laughs> upgrades whatsoever for the Switch 2. Yeah. So, which, how do you guys feel about not getting a black and white remake? I thought that for sure that was a shoe in. Yeah. And I was excited for it. I was I was like, I'm yeah. ready to jump back to black and white. I barely played the black and white games. So I think it'll happen but, still <laughs> at some point. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of revisionist history with those games because they came out and a lot of people hated the art style. I like clearly remember that a bunch of people really did not like the way those games looked and the Pokemon in the games. But those are like actually some of the best in the whole franchise and and like plot wise there's some great stuff there so is it kind of like a wind waker thing like when wind mm -hmm. waker came out everyone's like yeah oh this is trash right yeah but now it's like one of the best ones yeah. right that yeah. people like people to love play, it so. they're good yeah. and they strand now it's stranded on wii u yep. yeah <laughs> they're good though um i think it'll happen at some point although did you did any of you guys play the dlc for scarlet and violet i was reading something saying one of them is set Worse. in unova Oh, really? Yeah, which I didn't know. Huh. No, I haven't touched any of the DLC first. I heard that it's worse. Oh, no. Yeah, the game. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. The Pokemon look fucking butt-ass ugly. <laughs> so I, I was thinking when it said 2025, very smart move because now the demand for a new Pokemon game is going to skyrocket. So when that comes out, bro, everyone's going to pick it up. Because and if it and if it gets early good reviews like it's optimized and everything's clean and it's gonna be it's gonna sell I bet you the best only because there was that separation from the last game. Yeah, I really liked Arceus. Me too. Yeah, I need to play it. And maybe next year's when we get the black and white remakes, but. Game Freak doesn't remake those. Doesn't another company do the remakes? Well, they have in the past. The exception was Diamond and Pearl. So, so I have a question. What's the... And, and maybe this is me just being out of touch, but what's the deal with Pokemon? Because, like, is is the Pokemon company, like, not owned by Nintendo? Like, like did Nintendo not create Pokemon? Like, there's all these subsidiaries and, like, all these weird companies involved. I'm like, what... What happened here? I think it's a 33% split, right? With that owns Pokemon Correct. between Game Freak and Nintendo and the Pokemon Company. So, like, was I don't remember the Pokemon Company being a thing until, like, I was, like, 12. So, the, <laughs> let's see. The Pokemon Company, I just looked it up. The company responsible for the brand management of the Pokemon franchise. Um, it was established through a joint investment by the three companies holding the copyright and trademark of Pokemon, Nintendo, Game Freak, and Creatures. Oh, that's what it is, creature. So I guess it sounds like all three of them own a portion of the copyright to Pokemon, which oh. is interesting. That, that's that's a I always thought that was like a weird split mm -hmm. there, where like they just do weird stuff. Yeah, especially uh, Game Freak because they all they go off and do other random stuff sometimes. Yeah, and it's like never good. <laughs> right. What was that last one about the city or some? Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. City life or something. Well, like some that. of the other ones are good. Yeah. There was um. Harmonite on 3DS was really good. It was like a rhythm game. And then Pocket Card Jockey, which was actually in the direct, is a 
is a game freak game, I think. So Pulse so is a game freak game. So is this showing that they're listening to the fans like, okay, we're getting one every year, every year, every year. So are they listening? Because no. remember, all we got was <laughs> DLC at the end of last year. We didn't get a new game. Yeah. Right? This year, unless they um release uh, announce it like maybe during the summer. Right now there's no new game coming out. So Dude, Game Freak like historically doesn't listen to the fans at all. No. <laughs> I don't but what I think is really interesting is that almost consistently when another developer makes a Pokemon game, it's better than the Game Freak games and no one talks about it at all. Like it's like like Dude. Pokemon Stadium and Coliseum are like widely beloved by the fan base and they're not made by Game Freak. I was just watching some video the other night. I forget what who made it, but they were talking about Heart Gold and Soul Silver and why those games are so good. The best of the franchise, in my opinion. Yeah. But apparently, I didn't know this. They were made by some like side team at Game Freak and some like other random dude who like grew up playing Pokemon. Like he was not like a long time um, director at the, the company. Employee. Yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. just this random little team they had, and they it's put, really, put those like, games together. It's really kind of a shame that Game Freak is like the people that like are attached to Pokemon because I think that series could be so much better if it wasn't Game Freak. If like if the, you mentioned like Monolith making a Pokemon game, it'd be phenomenal, Great. dude. It'd be awesome. It's weird because I just feel like with the advent of like Pokemon going to like 3D, because I thought the 3DS games and the and the DS games were still good, mm-hmm. but then like when it jumped to this, I feel like Pokemon dropped in quality hard when like it went to HD graphics on yes. the Switch, and like they just, I, I don't know, like they just seem to like not have been prepared for what was coming, and I don't know how that happens. Like I, I, Except- I don't know how that and let's go right. Let's go. Let's go is great. Let's go is good. Beautiful. Look, yes. And runs great. And then you, then you go to uh, Sword and Shield, and I remember I'm like, okay, this is a little bit different. Like I have some uh, polygon looking trees over here, but hey, you know, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. And let's go is a really pretty game. Yeah, I, I love Let's Go, and I'm hoping we yeah. get a Let. I, I, I would. I would love a Let's Go Gold and Silver, but I think I would just prefer another remake. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I almost wonder, like, Pokemon Go is, like, in its heyday at that time. I almost wonder if yeah. that's just, like, a one-off, like, right in the midst of the, the heat of Pokemon Go type situation. Yeah. I know people have said, will there be a Let's Go Johto? And I don't know. I, I feel like that. there's not I, going I to be. You know, yeah, that still game was popular on... Um, um, What's the streaming? Twitch. 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 Yeah. Like everybody was shiny hunting on uh, Let's Go. Yeah. So, and that's the first Pokemon game I actually beat from beginning to end. I that's love it. I, I love Let's Go. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I like about Let's Go the most is just like, it is the prettiest Pokemon game, right? Yeah. Like, and, and like, it shows what a modern Pokemon game really should look like. Yeah. But I don't know. And I like the fact when you go to the Pokemon, if it had like a blue, like swirl or red, you yeah. know to get those because you're going to get extra HP, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but I think they went away with that, didn't they? Uh-huh. Like, I think so. Let's go, let's go, Cyndaquil and Fanpy. <laughs> those are such random choices. 
Syndical is really popular in Gen 2. Who else is No, I know Syndical is, but... Hmm. What are uh, the... I don't even know who's in Gen 2, to be honest with you. That's like Ho-Ho, Lugia, and them. Let's go Cyndaquil and Sizer. That makes sense. So, I did yeah, want to bring up, though, the other thing that was announced here was the uh, the Pokemon trading card game Pocket. What do you guys I'm think about, about that? This. You're not, not about, about it. it. Interesting. I like I the know. animations. I think I like the animations more than the actual game, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Because some of the animations looked really good. Like, yeah. a lot of detail. For, like, a little two-second, right? you know. I just, uh, I preview. want, like, if, if I'm collecting cards, I want the cards. Like, that's the thing for me. Oh, you, right? you want NFTs. Pokemon yeah. NFTs. That's essentially what they are, right? Oh, it's like Jesus, Pokemon yeah. NFCs. True. It's it's what it is. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, dude. Like, I, I kind of just, I want like the actual cards, and the the Pokemon card market is like booming Ooh. right yeah. now. So I'm not really sure. I think this it might just cannibalize it a little bit, but whatever. So, I, it's not for me. I don't think that. Um, I don't know. It, as, as I've gotten older as a gamer, and this is just like kind of a hard realization. Certain things just aren't for you. Like they're they ain't making that for, for you. Sure. And I think this is for like the kids who like. I don't know. For me as a parent, it'd probably be easier to have my kid a phone and put a Pokemon app on it versus buying cards every week. Like that's just me. But I, so I don't know. Like, I just think that maybe that's where that's geared towards because every kid has a phone and you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, for us that 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 ain't for us. That ain't for us grown men. I think it's the, the digital trading card game. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's mildly interesting. I mean, I I'm not frankly I'm a little surprised they haven't done this sooner, considering the su- success of like Hearthstone and Marvel Snap. Right. But um, I think it's interesting. I mean, I, I'd like to try it out. I like the fact that it gives you two free packs per day. I think that's pretty neat. But um, I don't know. I guess for me, at the end of the day, like I've never been a card person, so I don't really care about physically collecting cards or anything. But uh, the other point to it, I think, would be that really nobody I know like collects Pokemon cards like here locally that I'm friends with, mm-hmm. you know, close by. So. I don't know. It seems like a cool way to like get into it and like battle people online without yeah, having to fully now, I commit. Wonder, I wonder if like decks will be not translatable because you remember like yeah. the Yu-Gi-Oh games when we were kids, you could cheat and like, yeah, let me get mm-hmm. your rate deck and put it in the game real quick. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if it'll be like some you, you ever see guys who build decks on magic mm-hmm. um, and they'll play whatever online game that is that simulates what the deck will do. Like, I wonder. Yeah. If, if the if the rules will be the same, where like if you have a deck in person that you could run that same deck, um, in the game and like just chest it out. That's like, true. That that aspect for competitive play, I think, would be huge. Uh, but yeah, as far as um, I don't know. I don't know if I see this blowing up though. Like I, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, I agree. It's funny because um, that one Pokemon game that's on mobile, uh, Masters, is like really good. What it's is really that? fun. Yeah. They it's, show it's that like, every single time they do one of these, and I've never tried it. I don't know what it it's is. It's really cool, dude. It, it's, it's like really high quality, and no one you, fucking plays it. Did you play it? Yeah. What's what is it? Like, it's, it's a, it, it, dude. It's like a classic Pokemon battling game. It's really? sort of like Stadium or something. Yeah, it's really cool. You you battle like and like there's, there's like Misty and Brock and Red and Blue and stuff and like all these other trainers 
that you battle through in like a tournament style. It's really fucking fun. And no one plays it, dude. No one. Dude, the I'm first I heard it. of Pokemon Masters was literally like when they saw yesterday. It, I, or yeah. Today, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? I know. I'm looking like, like, yeah. I'm going to download it. I'm going to give it a shot. Too. It's That's been out I'm for literally years. doing the same thing, too. It's really fun. It, it, it's like 2v2 battles, I think, or 3v3 battles. I can't remember, but it's it's pretty awesome. And like it the characters might... all look great. The, the models are really high quality. It's like, wow, this is this is amazing. Because yeah, my buddy yeah. Adam, who's like a Pokemon savant, doesn't play it. So I usually gear, I usually gauge like <laughs> whether I something's quality based on what he does. And the, he's never even mentioned it. So. Yeah. Is Adam so still what... steam linking into your computer, by the way? Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> so my my friend bought Power World, and he oh yeah, that's the new game. He doesn't right? have he doesn't have a gaming PC. So me being a good friend, what I let him do, I'm like, listen, just download the Steam Link app on your on your Google TV, and you can link into my PC and play it when I'm not using my PC. That that's is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Bro, can you get off your PC, man? That's I'm yeah, like, that's he'll, he'll like text me like, "Hey, are you using your computer?" I'm like, "No." Go ahead. <laughs> and then like and then but then what Steam Link does, which I found out I don't like this feature, anytime I turn on my monitor, just fucking power worlds play like it just eats up your monitor. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> so I do have a question. What is the like what's the purpose of Pokémon Stadium and Coliseum? What Ooh. I got this. So, so, okay. so the purpose of those games is like you back in the day, you would have your buddies who have their own version of the of the games, whether you had the you know Alpha or Sapphire and Ruby, and you you could then bring your game onto the onto the GameCube and play in full 3D on um on the console. So like you you basically your your Pokemon would go from your cartridge to the console, and you'd like be able to have everyone on the big TV and have your battles out with your friends we i used to love doing that shit that was like early land parties basically where yeah you if you had a group of friends who had it all all you guys had the games when you had the link cables oh doctor you were in for some fucking battles baby yeah because it was like it was like the premium pokemon battle experience like yeah. you weren't because you weren't using your game like if, if, if you if you guys were ready to square up like you had, you had some business to settle right <laughs> We're not doing it over the Game Boy. Like we're plug into Stadium. Let's go. You know. Yeah, so it's like a local tournament at your house. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And then the game, the game Battle Revolution took it online, which was sick. Yeah. So do you think we'll see that this generation on the Switch, something like that? Yeah. I don't. Know. There's not really I a need love for it, it anymore. Uh, yeah. It's because wait now they're like 3D based and HD. Gra- I would love it because I think it'd be sweet just to have it like, you know, look good with graphics like kind of like pokemon tournament that'd be dope yeah. but um yeah just with the way pokemon is now especially with the vdc like um i don't yeah i don't know if i see it happening now it sucks though i would love it like imagine pokemon worlds yeah. play they're playing on stadium like or like something like that that'd be sick i'd love it yeah yeah yep all right is there any other news or anything else that we got to talk about gentlemen before we wrap this show up i don't think so i'm team minus 27 minutes until rebirth so dude Dude, let's keep this going for another twenty-eight minutes, and then we can see Seth in when, agony. When did it come out? Comes out at midnight, dude. But I told you, I didn't play the demo, so my my whole idea uh, was to wait until ten p.m. to play the demo. So I got like a little early access thing going oh. on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the hey, Pedro, over. Pedro, when did you play the demo? Did you already play it? I haven't touched it yet. I, I okay. like I downloaded it. 
and like I was gonna play him. Like you know what? Let's just wait. So I may yeah. touch it tonight, but I might because I have to work the next two days, and mine's not even gonna be here. So I don't, so I don't want to like tease myself too much. You should like <laughs> play it in ten minutes, and then you'll have even earlier access than what Seth's got. <laughs> so like, oh. <laughs> we, we got we're, we're on watch though because as Pedro knows, whenever a Final Fantasy game comes out, something traumatic happens in my life. Yeah, like I, I just like bad happens to him. I'm not allowed to enjoy Final Fantasy, so something is is quite possibly going to happen in the next twenty four minutes. <laughs> what are we saying, Coach? <laughs> no, I was going to say for next year, and and. Seth, you gave me the idea because you're wearing a Pokemon shirt. We should all, after you know the podcast, after the Pokemon presents, wear our best Pokemon shirts. Okay. I bought it. I bought. I bought a shirt for Mario Day, March 10th. Oh, okay. But then nice. I realized we're gonna be on fucking spring break. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I'm gonna wear it proud on March. I'm gonna. 10th. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna wear a Mario shirt that says March 10th on it. That'd be sick. I, I would like that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's wrap this show up. Any closing comments from any of you boys? Fun show. Yes. Yeah. Pedro, good to have you here. Come yes. back. Thanks for having me on anytime. Um, I will say one last thing. Um, your boy, George, if anytime you want to come on the Alpha Nerds pod and we can talk some sports and we can really get into it, we can talk Ooh. about those loser Bruins, those loser Celtics. I came to your house and you weren't here. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say. Let's talk about the Patriots. They're great. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Sure you're are. Into really, you're, turning, you're turning into a real Philadelphian, Pedro. As I was asking, <laughs> all I can say. Listen, it, it's We're going to have to start greasing out the light poles around where Pedro lives. <laughs> um so fun fact they did that last thing they did that when the Phillies were in the national champ or the yeah. national the NL- NLCS and yeah. they like thought they were gonna win. They were like Greece and Poles and oh my I god. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me on the boys. I enjoyed myself. Hell yeah. What's going on, buddy? Of course. Alright. Well yeah, guys, thanks for having me on. Yep. You're welcome. You're welcome. We'll see you. We'll see, see, you. See, we'll see you in four in months. May. Four in months. Yeah. The Memorial Day uh, special stream. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're, Coach. I know you're busy the next 16 weeks, so we'll just plan right. on week 17 okay. having you back. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, gentlemen. Um, well, okay. End the podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Frameskip. Don't forget you can find the show on social media at Frameskip Pod. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also follow us each individually on Twitter. George is at Shortbox Summary. Seth is at Seth the 90s Kid. And I, Austin Eller, am at Austin J. Eller on Twitter. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to hear discussed on the next episode of Frameskip, you can do so by submitting it to us on social media. Email us at frameskippodcast at gmail.com or visit bit.ly slash frameskipq. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash frameskipq. The show is typically live on YouTube every week, either on Tuesday or Wednesday. You can find our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash frameskiplive. Don't forget to subscribe and be notified when we do go live, typically at about 8 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.